0: This is the Call of the Soul podcast, a series of in depth conversations with Doug Buckingham, a man who has long term expertise in hypnosis, past life regression, plus sound and crystal healing. This week, we're going to conclude our mini series on past life regression by looking at the multi led subject of the spirit realm and our spirit guides. Doug's many years' experience of past life regression work has given him an incredibly detailed insight into the spirit realm. An amazing place where time as we know it may not even exist. Our conversation covers our soul energy, incarnation, inter-life space, what happens when we go into the light, and how we can find our own spirit guides through past life regression work. So as I said, this will be the final part of our past life regression mini-series, as we want to move on to some other subjects to give variety to this podcast series. I hope this uh, five-part series has given you more knowledge about past life regression and opened it up as a potentially helpful path. So we start off with me asking Doug a burning question. Doug, we've covered a lot of ground in this mini-series, but I, there's still something I'd really like to uh, drill into, which is where people go at the end of a past life and what the spirit realm is in this context
1: well you know that's a multi-layered subject depending on people's belief systems the generic version of that if you like is what are called the spirit realms what's called the light depending what tradition you come from you might call it heaven you might call it valhalla you might call it um Um, from the Celtic tradition. Um, It really doesn't matter what you call it. People generally have a perception, though, of being in the light or in a place where it seems to be very light. And the interesting thing about that, or one of the interesting things about that, is you can tie it in with what a lot of people experience when they have near-death experiences when they appear to go into the light or partially into the light, but can go no further. So there is a a body of evidence, if you like, that supports this going into the light, into the spiritual realm. And within that space, of course, we're not in a physical shell. We're soul energy, we're just energy, whatever words you choose to use at that point. And we are—we're essentially processing. We're essentially getting closure, or the idea of how we do it in regressions, to get closure to that—that that past life experience. In a, you can call it an imaginal realm, if you like, um, to really just finish off the unfinished business.
0: So we go into a realm and we spend some time in that realm before we return into a physical body again so incarnation
1: yes uh, a fellow called michael newton coined this phrase the life between life space some people call it the interlife space some people call it um the bardo from the tibetan tradition there's various different names for it depending as i say on your own belief system your own cultural experience etc etc and in that place or space or realm or whatever word you want to put there um, then we do a little bit of work around the last life that we've just lived we do a lot of learning as a soul
0: and we make a few plans for the next life when does our soul choose to return into a physical body
1: Well, when is a difficult question to answer because we're assuming it's like, well, Thursday or 2027 or whatever it might be. I think we have to remember that time is very much a, a construct on this planet that is very valuable so that we can get through the week so that we understand how life works and we can be somewhere on Thursday or somewhere in 2021 or whatever it is. Does time exist away from this planet when we're in spirit or soul energy? um, I'd say no. So when is going to be, well, at some point before you come back into incarnation. That's probably about as close as you can get it. Normally, it's just before you come back into incarnation. But in earth times, whether that turnaround time, if you like, is, is five years or whether it's 500 years is completely down to the soul choice
0: and the individual soul choice. When we come back, are we guided by by our spirits around us?
1: I would say we're always guided. Whether we're going to call that spirits around us, which for some people can cause a little bit of a shiver down their spine, for other people can put a bit of a smile on their face, depending on your perspective, we are always guided. Um, I take the view that often guides, spirit guides, guardian angels, whatever people want to call them, will be available to us. But they're not kind of sitting on the sofa over there waiting for us to ask a question. Um, They are within the context of our consciousness rather than being around us as such. It's my view anyway, yeah.
0: Would that include ancestors, the spirits of our ancestors?
1: Yes, I would say so. Often when people, in a regression scenario leave the death point and let's say go into the light and to use the light we might even call that the universe if you like but let's say go into the light and they will be met by a benevolent energy and that might be an ancestor spirit it might be the mother from that past life it might be the mother from this life if she's deceased it might be a spirit guide it might be a guardian angel it might be a archangel michael or one of the archangels within angelic culture that many many people subscribe to or an ascended master or some other form of being of light often they'll be met and again if you want to look at a body of evidence then the research on near-death experiences also suggests that we're often met by family and friends when we have a near-death experience. And there's been a lot of incidences. Look at the work of Raymond Moody, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, Kenneth Ring in the 70s especially, that established the body of evidence around near-death experiences.
0: So Doug, can we actively connect to our spirit guides?
1: Yes, I mean, within the context of regression therapy and past life regression, our, our spirit guides can often be fundamental in the healing of the life. They can almost direct operations to help us resolve the scenario that's just happened in in that previous life. What they do is they often give us perspective. They don't force us to go in certain directions, to for example, forgive other people, but they might suggest that it could be a good idea if we finally did this rather than waiting another couple of lifetimes. So, you know, they're quite helpful, whether that's a game, whether that's a spirit guide, whether that's the ancestor spirit, doesn't really matter at that point. Is this real or is it all in our heads? Is another good question at this point. Again, it doesn't really matter as long as people make choices in their life. Outside of the regression world, people will also... In the spiritual world, if you like, the holistic world, many people will will have a connection with a, a spirit guide that they've established through meditation. They will have a a more conscious awareness of it than, you know, your fellow walking down the high street on a Saturday afternoon. They will feel guided in some way. And many people will talk that language and say, "Yeah, my guide told me to," you know, that I needed to learn Reiki or whatever, whatever it might be.
0: Have you got examples of people who've come to you for regression therapy who didn't have an awareness of their spirit guides, but found it through the, the therapy they did with you?
1: Yes many, 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 many people do that, and it 's not a prerequisite and it 's not a necessary part of the therapy it 's almost like a byproduct you know the you know the essence of the therapy is to by, provide healing for the situation in hand. but I can remember one of the first people that I worked with um, and I was sitting next to her at a talk about fifteen years ago, a lovely lady who now lives in New Zealand. And um, she didn't really have much in the way of prior knowledge of regression or the in-between life space. I remember her session sort of vaguely. She did most of the regression in a fairly textbook-like fashion. When she went into the, the spirit realm, she connected, I'm pretty sure, with an ancestor spirit. Over the course of the couple of sessions that we did, she found a spirit guide. She didn't really know what a spirit guide was. She said, oh, there's a, there's a light Uh, within the light and um, it was all very new to her and it was I have to say from my perspective working as a a therapist all those years ago who kind of believed in all of this stuff it was lovely to have a complete or a virtual novice actually sort of telling me things that I was looking forward to hearing from you know from a fresh point of view if you like.
0: My own experience of that when I did your regression course was that I connected to the spirit of Merlin the healer and that stayed with me since the course and I do call upon Merlin the healer to help me with my work and and to be around me and I do sometimes feel the presence of somebody that I like to call Merlin the healer.
1: Yeah, I think you know Merlin is a very popular part of the culture of this country, it's written into our our collective psyche if you like so yes that's um you would certainly not be alone with that um with that experience so there are examples of this in popular culture and if i go back to harry potter again then dumbledore when he's passed on actually becomes harry potter's spirit guide for the pursuit of voldemort towards the the last couple of films couple of books um In Lord of the Rings, Gandalf, after he is resurrected effectively as Gandalf the White, comes back as a spirit guide for... Um, for the hobbits and for the uh, other members of the Fellowship of the Ring, um, in it 's a wonderful life. James Stewart has a spirit guide as well, and I think it happens in another film of his as well that I can't remember the name of offhand so the you know if you look around in popular culture, there are probably several other examples of this that I can't think of off the top of my head, but it's not a it's not a concept which purely relates to regression or to the spiritual world it's something which is out in popular culture
0: great well thank you for that explanation and i feel we've kind of gone on a long old journey about uh, past life regression and we have covered a lot of stuff and uh, you know if people want to experience past life regression um, they can do so by downloading an audio file from your website or from the app
1: yeah, it's. Um, I have an app which is called um, Hypnosis for Transformation. It costs 99 pence. And the Journey to a Positive Past Life is one of the, the paid-for audio files on the app. There's a whole bunch of free stuff as well. It's That same Journey to a Positive Past Life is also available on my website. Um, and that's pretty easy to find, com.
0: One of the things that's led me into asking you to do this podcast was the fact that I I did your Past Life Regression course and I found that an excellent uh, way of understanding a subject that I actually didn't know very much about and I experienced Past Life Regression during the five weeks of that course in a very profound way and I believe you're going to be running that course again in January 2021. Yes, it will be. I, I generally aim to run it two,
1: perhaps three times a year. It's a five-week course. It's online. It's live and recorded. It's very much about the experiences rather than talking too much theory. Obviously, I talk about things and explain them, but it's also about people having their own regression experiences each week. And uh, as you said, it's a good little course.
0: Great. Well, let's leave it there so the listeners can look out for that on your website. And hopefully join the next course in January 2021, or the next time you run it after that, if that's not possible. So, Doug, thank you very much. We've covered so much ground in this uh, this mini-series, but now we can move on to... Many other subjects, many
1: other Well, thank you, Simon. We have covered a fair bit of ground. I would say that regression, frankly, is a vast subject. So we've we've scratched the surface and there could be more to come, but uh, that would be another series at some point in the future, many moons away, and we will do other subjects before we get to that.
0: So there we have it. We've wrapped up past life regression for now. I think we'll return to the subject at some point in the future. But meanwhile, please go to Doug's website, look at what past life regression courses he's got going on, or go and see him and have some past life regression work. As I said earlier, particularly if you're repeating a pattern in your life or you've got stuck in something. So what next for the Call of the Soul podcast, I hear you ask? Well, I'm delighted to say we're going to start talking about crystals. Subject very close to my own heart, as I've learned crystal healing with, guess who, Doug Buckingham. Doug's such an expert and a mine of information about crystals, I can't wait to get my hands on him and delve into that that subject. It's going to be fascinating. I'm sure we'll get many episodes out of crystals. In fact, I think I'm going to find it hard to make him shut up about them. He loves them so much. So thanks for listening, and we look forward to welcoming you back soon as we delve into the fascinating world of crystals and crystal healing. Thank you very much.